right, welcome to another episode of the Spurs Takeover. I am your host, Joe Garcia, and joining us today to talk about the Spurs' loss to the Lakers will be our good friend, Wesley Perkins, and our good buddy, Jonas Clark. So, fellas, we're talking about a Spurs loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. Are we disappointed that the Spurs lost to the Lakers? I think not. I think there's some positives to take away from this loss. And we're going to go ahead and start with you since we have your lovely face here on the screen first, Wesley. So let us have it. What was your take on uh, tonight's game? <laughs> well, the first positive thing that we saw was no Marco Bellinelli Woo-hoo! for the entire night. Say that again, it sir. Took- I like the sound of that. No Marco was seen on the court tonight. That's the first positive step towards a music a bright to my future ears, for Wesley. the San Antonio Spurs. You're, you're speaking my language, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, and actually, in reality, guys, I mean, there was there was quite a few things. That we, I know we don't want to talk about moral victories, and and certainly that's not what we're used to doing with the Spurs teams over the years. But uh, I, I feel like when you look at this team, that from the start there was energy. Uh, we haven't seen that. We saw that much better in, against New York, but it's, you know, it's the Knicks. So, you know, you temper that enthusiasm a little bit. But for really three and a half quarters, I thought they played the Lakers to a stalemate. Um, and, and I think it's pretty obvious right now. The Lakers, with the length that they have, with the type of athleticism that they have, and um, they, they really do have a contending team uh, th- that's, you know, far above and, and beyond what the Spurs can manufacture. So I think that's that's the first thing here is that, no, I'm not disappointed. Uh, I, I kind of figured, I think a lot of Spurs Nation would figure that they're going to lose. But the fact is that they played a, a overall pretty good floor game tonight. Uh, minimal turnovers, uh, pretty good assist numbers. I think like 22 assists overall. Um, hit the three pretty well, 41% tonight. I think they had 10 threes, but still uh, still got out uh, outshot at the three-point line with the Lakers a little bit more. Um but, you know, again, in the end, it's the difference was LeBron James, you know, and uh, even Anthony Davis down the stretch. So, you know, all things considered, uh, pretty good game. Still a lot of boneheaded, dumb plays, throwing the ball away, really, really silly times. But um, nonetheless, lots of good things. Yeah. And uh, Jason, one of our viewers, Jason, is watching. What's up, Jason? How's it going? He says, uh, not one spur in double digit rebounds tonight. Well, you have that, but at the end of the day, everybody was crashing the boards. I like the way that that looked, especially Damari Carroll. They were going up there, even though they weren't able to come down with the with the boards as often as they'd like. Uh, you did like the effort that, that was going on out there. Uh, and in fact, I think they're starting to figure things out here uh, with the lineup changes, Jonas. So we'll go ahead and hit up you next right now so we can talk about some of these lineup changes. What did you think about the starting lineup and also... Did you think that Damari Carroll had a better impact defensively on the team with the absence of Marco Beninelli? Well, I want to really quick, because we we brought Jason's comment in here, Joe. Do you happen to have that fancy new number that everybody can call in on? Oh, yeah, we have the number. It's right now. It's on display on our our overlay right here. The call-in number is 210-802-6152. And I am standing by. I will be your sexy operator answering your phone call if you call in. <laughs> Masota. There you go, man. So, Jonas, go ahead and talk to us, man. I mean, what did you think? Well, um, I think we talked about this after the last game, uh, the return of Jakob Pertl to the starting lineup. Uh, definitely changes that. When you go And Wesley spoke to the size 
that the Lakers have, and and you just kind of have to have that extra body down there. And he did a great job. I love me some Jakob Pertl. Uh, again, kind of interesting to see Dejounte available, but not in the starting lineup. Um, Derek White coming off that heel injury, uh, getting the start, and um, I think that we handle lineups and, and rotations pretty well tonight. Really, it's just. And I know that Sean spoke to it a lot tonight on the TV broadcast. Uh, we just got out talented, and it's really that's really what happens. Uh, I was excited to see our guys play to the level uh, of the Lakers. That just kind of continues to go with my theory, though, from this whole season that they played to the level of their competition. We've seen we've seen us uh, lose some really bad games to some bad teams and hang with some really good teams. Uh, whether we get a win or a loss, it's, it, no moral victories, but you can kind of see that we can hang. Uh, the three-point ball was very interesting to me because at first we were doing very, very well. I think we had a 7-2 to advantage in terms of making threes uh, as we approached the, uh, the midpoint of the second second quarter. But uh, they ended up with that advantage. And, and Contavious Caldwell Pope, when you give KCP some – some wide open shots and you can't find your man on defense. That's the kind of stuff that happens. Uh, turnovers. God, man, I love DeJounte Murray. And maybe this is why he's been sent to the bench um, to start games. He tries way too much right now. And if we give him more minutes and he continues to try this hard and I mean, try this hard in terms of even working himself into some bad situations, trying to split two guys and you knock the ball off of somebody's knee and all of a sudden it's a turnover. I can't, I, I don't know how much I can watch of that. I want to see him kind of slow down, really slow that game down. Turnovers are better than they've been this year, but it's still an advantage we can't give up. Points of the paint, obviously awful tonight. You can increase your shooting percentage if you increase your shots from the paint. Uh, lots of things to be learned tonight, Joe. Yeah, and we have a, a viewer of ours watching us on uh, Periscope. Chief Wiggum 210. And in not mm -hmm. a nice term, in, in, a, in, in, all, in a Mexican phrase, he's saying that we aren't worth wiener. <laughs> the San Antonio Spurs aren't worth wiener. Basically, what it, that's what it translates into English terms. So I, I'm with you on that one, dude. No valemos, like you said. You know what? But this is a family show, so I'm not going to repeat that phrase. But it, it's, it's not looking good. You know, it's going to be a tough season for the San Antonio Spurs. But you like the fact that this rotation that Pop put out on the court tonight gave you a better effort. It gave you a better effort defensively and offensively. They were able to hang with the Lakers uh, for pretty much three quarters. Near the end of the, three, uh, the third quarter, things started getting away from them. Uh, they just couldn't get back into the game in the fourth. And really, at that point... The Lakers did what they were supposed to do. They played like a team that has one of the best records or the best record in the NBA right now. Uh, and they were dominant in the fourth and they pulled away and did what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to beat this Spurs team who looked uh, very mediocre uh, in these prior games. You know, they did wind up beating the New York Knicks and showed some life. And I think they showed some life again tonight. So we liked that fact that the effort is there and they're going to get better uh, defensively, if they can take things up a notch and kind of clean up some of their mistakes. Uh, I did like the fact also that they got back on transition defense against this Lakers team who's really dangerous out in the open court. 
And that kind of kept things, you know, copacetic. It kept, kept things within striking distance. It was just unfortunate that they couldn't capitalize on the opportunities given to them. You know, so you have that. But there's there's a good good things to take away from this loss. Uh, let's go ahead and read some of the comments that we have. Uh, let's see. We have Christopher. He says, what's up? I said, what's up, Chris? I know him. Joanne Hernandez. She goes, Spurs once again, choking in the fourth. Uh, Lally C34. He says, hey, Joe and team. Hey, what's up, dude? Uh, yeah, I, I can get how you think that the Spurs are choking, you know, right now. They, they don't look very good because we're so used to the Spurs winning uh, and, and being a lot better than they are right now. It's just, you know, they're they're trying to fine tune things and, and get these lineup changes uh, kind of solidified right now. So there's still some tweaking and some cleanups that need to be done both defensively and offensively. There was one play in particular, I believe, where the Spurs came down the court on a fast break, and I think it was uh, DeMar DeRozan that was going to take a quick pull-up jumper, and one of his teammates uh, got in his own way. I don't know if it was De if it was DeMar or it might have been DeJounte, but that or there was Bryn. I think it was Bryn Forbes. That Bryn came, Forbes, yeah. Yeah, he came down on the fast break, and I don't know, was it DeMar that kind of bumped him, got in his way, and it threw him off? Yep. So he wasn't yep. able to capitalize. So that spacing needs to be a little yeah. bit better when you're coming down the floor on a fast break. You can't hit your own player when he's in the middle of doing a jump shot, <laughs> you know? So that that's a bad thing. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah, just to, you yeah. might want to clean that up a little bit. Joanne also I said, honestly thought it looked like Bryn was trying to draw a foul on DeRozan. Oh, I honestly man. thought it was like he was trying to draw a foul. I don't know if it'll not, it'll make the ESPN not top ten, but uh, yeah, it kind of looked that way. Like like he was trying to lean in and get the get the foul. That call. was like, a Shaq oh, in a full highlight for sure, Wesley. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, Joanne <laughs> says, "I just think Pop is being out coached. Um, Pop is trying to do the best he can with what he's given. That's that's basically what you have right now. Uh, let's see what Lally C thirty four says. Hey, Joel, I'm a female." <laughs> What do you guys think about Jakob? I do like me some Jakob. Jakob Portal is, you know, you like his defensive effort. And any points you can get out of him on any night is just a plus. He's basically out there for defense. And you like his hustle. You like the fact that he's active. He's out there. He's hitting the boards, going after the rebounds, trying to get the Spurs second and third chance opportunities to capitalize on, you know, getting some, some easy buckets. Uh, unfortunately, the Spurs are not able to take advantage of that, and we saw that in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, and, and to interject a little bit, Joe, I, I thought that of all the things, that the one thing lineup-wise that I thought Pop missed was they were so good in the first half with Jakob in the game, and he the, his, he was out of the lineup for a long, long stretch there, uh, and it, that's when the Lakers made their big run. I kind of thought that maybe he's the staple defensive guy that needs to be in the middle to clog up that lane if they're going to have success in the second half of a game. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah, so let's go ahead and read some of these uh, some of these stats right here before I go ahead and pitch it back to Jonas. LaMarcus Aldridge, he actually showed up tonight, guys. You know, a lot of fans, including myself, have said uh, that he kind of disappears at times, you know, during these big moment games against some of the better teams in the West. LaMarcus actually showed up. He had 30 points on the night. Uh, Diaka Portal, we got four points out of him in 24 minutes, but he's out there uh, to wreak defensive havoc. So any points you get out of him, like I said, is a plus. Uh, you had Derek White, 11 points on the night. Bryn Forbes, 13. DeMar DeRozan, he had 24 on the night. The bench, they didn't really uh, do much of anything tonight. I mean, they were kind of quiet, you know, and I think the Lakers defense did a good job of keeping the Spurs bench at bay. 
because if the bench started getting going, then this game could have easily been be won by the San Antonio Spurs. The bench was just uh, pretty quiet. You really had nobody in double figures for the bench. You only had, uh, I think it was two, well, it was three people. You had Patty Mills, who scored six points on the night. Uh, you had, De, I say, uh, DeJounte Murray, he had, what, five? And then you had Rudy Gay, who had five points on the night. Other than that, everybody else was pretty much quiet. Uh, so that's not going to really help you. Your starters look great. You just need a little bit more production out of your bench, which we did not see uh, in tonight's game. So, Jonas, what else can you tell us about what you saw in this game and what you like matchup-wise? Because you saw, you know, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, he did play a little bit better on the defensive end, uh, and so did uh, Bryn Forbes, I have to say. He came to play tonight, Jonas, and it looks like he was kind of active there defensively, so he wasn't so much of a liability. So what did you think? I want to give you one more name there, Joe, and, and this is a guy who doesn't get much credit, especially on the defensive end of the floor, but DeMar DeRozan. Mm. Did you guys see how much he had, he had LeBron tonight? Yeah. And note the fact that LeBron didn't really turn it on until the fourth quarter when he knew that the Lakers really needed to separate, and he sat out a, a solid chunk in the third quarter. They, Anthony Davis played what – all the 47 seconds to spoil Matt Bonner's night um, <laughs> on the challenge. But uh, he, he did a solid job. And I, and I just want to make sure that we give him his due. Um, of course, there's, there's more rumors circling around the trade. Uh, somebody that I interact with a lot on Twitter is uh, shout out to Nick Martinez if he's watching tonight, but um, sending me another, another thing, bringing it my direction that, He's, he's starting to clear out his Instagram, and the last time that he did that, um, he was getting traded from Toronto to San Antonio. So whatever mm. that's worth, of course, um, there's all those rumors as where uh, is where the Spurs are going to end up. Uh, I think that he will, in fact, make it to his bobblehead night on Wednesday. <laughs> what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? <laughs> And they still get all the bubbleheads, dude. I had that thought, honestly. That will be a very exclusive item for those 10,000 fans that are first to the door. Um, You might even even just show up and wait in line, even if you don't plan on going to the game. Go get that bobblehead because I will buy it off of you. Uh, I'm a fan of DeMar DeRozan, guys, and, and I think that he really brought it tonight, big time. With your, your remarks about LaMarcus uh, also bringing it tonight, it almost seems like he handles the home scoring and DeMar really takes over on the road. Yeah. Uh, if you, I don't, I don't have an actual breakdown as to what those numbers look like, but just from what I've seen, uh, we, we tend to complain about DeMar's performance and how he tends to disappear uh, during home games. And then, of course, you talk about him shooting 63% and averaging 29 points during that little four-game stint um, on the road. I, I thought that it was it was good. Again, my beef, you go to the stat sheet, guys. DeJounte Murray, uh, Joe, you said he had five points. Well, he had four turnovers. Oh, four yeah. turnovers. Can't forget Eight that. Re- we can't forget that. Eight rebounds, of course. I'm not going to get upset about that, but it's those four turnovers. I think that he's just, again, trying too hard. And this is why you don't start young guys. And I know that he's a couple years into the league, but we we have the, the chance to get Lonnie Walker in. We've seen Keldon get some time with the team on the road trip. And, of course, some uh, 
some Spurs fans just wanting to subscribe to the uh, youth movement entirely and get rid of veterans off the team. Uh, those are the kinds of things that happen because they feel they have to come out and prove themselves. Uh, they have to they have to prove their stock. They have to prove that they belong. And that can get a little bit dangerous at times. Yeah, we also had Lonnie Walker playing some trash minutes once again. You know, he only had yeah. like one minute. He came with like less than, I think there was two Just minutes. Just send him to Austin. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he needs to get some playing time. And if we're not going to play him, you know, in, in the rotation in any, any you know, which way or form, he's not going to get any type of minutes to speak of other than just two or three minutes here and there. He's going to go to waste on that bench. He needs to, you know, still be able to compete at a high level and develop his game. So if you're not going to use him, then why not send him to the G League, you know, and let him get some minutes and help him develop his game a little bit more. I just think he's one of the even Sean Elliott said it in tonight's game as well. Uh, He's like, you know, Lonnie Walker needs to get some more minutes. He's one of these uh, players who's a very young athletic player and he's not really seen any time out there on the court uh he's and sean elliott you know sounds like he's a little concerned about that as well as as much as you know most of these spurs fans are because again like we allude to all the time we really don't know what lonnie walker is capable of because he's not really getting those minutes we know what he could be capable of because he's a very good athletic uh player and not only that but he's one of the fastest players that the spurs have in the open court He's uh, quite explosive out there. So if we're not utilizing him, my biggest fear is the Spurs, once again, go ahead and develop talent. And if they're not going to use him, he's going to want to go and play somewhere else. So you develop him so he can go ahead and and leave in free agency and go somewhere else where somebody else might see that value and, and maybe give him the minutes that he wants, you know? So something has to give, man. If you're not going to play Marco, which I, I go ahead and applaud Coach Pop for making that great decision tonight. Um, I love seeing Marco Beninelli on the bench tonight, riding the pine pony. <laughs> yep. Yeah, send, send Marco to the G League uh, and let Golden <laughs> come up or Savinich come up or whatever. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, look at here we go. I think we quite have an option with his contract. <laughs> yeah. Look at what Joanne said. We have a viewer of ours, Joanne. <laughs> Joanne said it was so funny seeing all them the idiot San Antonio natives cheering on the Lakers, always supporting Ugh. the winning teams. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, that you was, if I have one beef about the game tonight, guys, it's not, and I, and I understand, I get Lakers fans in San Antonio. I get that. But how can you allow them to be louder than the Spurs fans? Because there was so many, so many times, when I would walk into the other room to grab another drink or or whatever like that, and I and I would hear some cheering, and I'd come back, and I and I would and I would see that uh, the Lakers had scored the ball, or the Lakers had done something, and I'm like, where the hell did that noise come from? You know, Lakers fans, man. That bothered me. That bothered me. Yeah, but Jonas, come on. Let, let me say this, dude. Jonas is like. We, we, this is something we all know, right? Jonas, you are like the biggest Cleveland Browns fan of all time. <laughs> Everybody knows you're a true fan. You know more about the Browns Thank probably you. than anybody does in, outside of Cleveland, right? Okay, here's my problem with the fans that are in SA that are the Lakers fans. I guarantee you half of those people don't know a dang thing about the Lakers. They know the Lakers because they went to Walmart and bought a shirt. That's why they're a, fa- they're a fan because they're, they're a T-shirt fan. They're T-shirt fans, Wesley. T-shirt you're fans. You're dang right. 
T-shirt <laughs> fans. And and it's like, I, I don't like that just because I'm like, all right, it's fine, whoever you want to cheer for. But if you're going to be a fan, at least know the history of the team that you're cheering for. I guarantee you that that the, the vast majority of them that are just riding the bandwagon for LeBron and did they did the same thing for Kobe when he was playing is, you know, whatever. Okay, that's cool. You want to come to the arena? You want to come to the home team and, and not cheer for the Spurs, not cheer for the hometown team? That's cool. But you know, you better you better not be that guy that just goes out to goes out to the mall and buys a jersey and that's the only thing you know is just because you have a jersey on that makes you a fan. I'm over that. Whatever. I hear you, but I'm not gonna. I'm not about to walk around the AT and T Center handing out surveys to figure out who actual fans <laughs> are. Yeah, true. <laughs> my, my my whole point. Oh. My my whole point is, it, is they got loud. Whether they're T-shirt fans or they're diehard, you could hear them at, at pivotal moments and. Oh, here we go. We're losing Jonas. We lost Jonas. Oh, man. Jonas dropped out on us, man. It felt a little, a little bit like a road game. Yeah, we're losing Aww. you. We're losing you. We were losing you, Jonas. I need to go to your apartment, man, and get that Wi-Fi issue fixed. Am man. I back? You're back, man. Oh, he's frozen again, Wesley. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I got an extra. I got an extra router. I need to go over there to Jonas and and fix it. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. We. I got to go over there and fix Jonas's uh, Wi-Fi issue. I just need some tape and some and some aluminum foil, dude. And I, I'll guarantee you, he'll get a better signal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It works wonders, dude. You got to bounce that signal back, and you just make a little reflector dish, and before you know it. That signal that's going out to the ether to nowhere is getting bounced back, yep. and it makes your Wi-Fi sing signal that much stronger. So, oh, we lost Jonas. Yeah, well, I, 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 I grew up with foil balls on my antennas for the TV, man. Tell oh, you, man. God, how them, how much that improved. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, Jonas, uh, he, his bad Wi-Fi crapped out on him, dude. <laughs> oh, poor he, Jonas. I, yeah, because he was defending those Lakers fans. I'm telling you, that's bad karma right there. Yeah, bad karma, man. The basketball gods have spoken. <laughs> uh, Frank Ramirez Cheer says, for your own team. That's it. There you go. Frank Ramirez says, all I know is Spurs always had a uh, bronze number for years. Oh, that they have. I think we got Jonas back. Mm -hmm. uh, Jonas, you with us? Uh, I don't hear him yet. He's probably still getting things, things going on his end. We'll get him back here sooner or later. But either way, uh, we like the fact that the Spurs did play a lot better. Uh, we like the, the defensive effort. We like the offensive effort. Everything looked better. In this, they lost to the Lakers, and they were supposed to. The Lakers are a better team right now than the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are still vying for that, that eighth spot in the West. And right now, I believe, after tonight's loss, I believe they're three games back of the eighth seed. So I think that's something that... Spurs fans are going to have to put up with most of the season that the Spurs are playing for that eighth or seventh seed if they, in fact, do make the playoffs. It's going to be, you know, one of these seasons where the team will either pull through and they're going to go ahead and just limp into the playoffs or they might not even make the playoffs this season. It's it, We really don't know what's going to happen. That's, that's the one thing that's kind of scary, I think, Wesley, for a lot of uh, 
Spurs fans right now, we, we really don't know what to expect. You know, it's it's uncharted territory for most of these yeah, guys. It, it really is. It really is. And, you know, I think think back to, you know, I guess it was last year or the year before when they were like eight and 11. And you just kind of knew, like, hey, three or four games, you get right back in it. Yeah, they're going to fix right it. They're going to the fix chase. this thing, you know? Hey, you know, Joe? Yeah. And, and this year, you know, you you kind of said it. I mean, if they do, they do. If they don't, you know, I, I'm kind of a glass half full kind of person. I look at it and say, if they don't make the playoffs, it's been it's been an incredible ride. You know, you've had 20 years in, in that stretch of 50 wins. You have, you know, a 23-year playoff run. You know, it's going to come to an end at some point. And you've had just incredible luck in, in drafting. I mean, what would happen, Joe? I'm gonna—I'm not to go to off topic tonight, but what would have happened if the ping pong ball didn't come up in the Spurs' favor and they—they they didn't get Tim Duncan? How yeah. many? How many wins? How many titles? I, I don't know that there would have been any. You know, so we all have to pump the brakes a little bit and think about this logically for a minute and say, if it does come to an end, it does. You know, they're going if they don't go make the playoffs, you know what? They're gonna get an impact player in the draft. So one way or the other, they're going to get better, um, and I'm not ready to give up on the season at all. I, I just feel like, you know, let's see what happens, and if it happens that they end up in a playoff chase in the end, great. And if not, you know, the team's going to have a bright future. Yeah, Pedro Martinez says, what did it do? He did, didn't catch the Spurs. He goes, Rams and Ravens was on, and that game sucks. Stupid Rams, he said. How are we doing? I'm doing great, brother. He said, oh, he said yeah. I heard Spurs did pretty decent. Any truth? Yes, sir. Pedro Martinez, Spurs put a better effort. Unfortunately, uh, Lakers just pulled away in the fourth quarter. They started pulling away near the end of the third and really put it on the Spurs in the fourth and did what they were supposed to do. As we stated, they are the better team, and they they got a much, you know, deserved win here in, in the Spurs house, you know, at the AT&T Center. So it's nothing to be ashamed of. The Spurs just lost to a better team that, you know, has more talent right now. Let's face it, the Spurs are just a... Not even a good team right now. They're just <laughs> a team that's trying to compete, you know, and they're trying to get better every every game. And hopefully we can see more of that progression going towards, you know, the ladder of them getting better. So let's go ahead and talk to Jonas before we lose him again. All right, Jonas, in closing, what are your expectations moving <laughs> forward from these uh, San Antonio Spurs? Forward, And uh, I, I want to find it because... I had a really interesting conversation with somebody, and where I have it looking is after the Rockets game. So I just wanted to see the Rockets, I think we have on December 3rd. And then you have a stretch where we have three games until there's another game on the 6th. Um, you've got the, I think it's the Kings, and then you've got the Cavs on the 12th. And those are, that's a homestand for the Spurs. Uh, more, more importantly, you have a, a two days uh, of practice to be able to squeeze there in between um, the Rockets and the Kings. And then you have another six days to squeeze in between the Kings and the Cavaliers. Uh, that's a, a really critical point for this season because I think that when you look at where we're at so far, you can you combine in there with that road trip that we just got done with, that, that mini rodeo road trip. Uh we haven't gotten to practice to, to break down what adjustments need to be made. Um, you see, you did see a little bit more communication going on on the court tonight about where players were supposed to be, where somebody was expecting somebody to be. Um, I like the communication coming back from one of the timeouts. 
between Jakob and LaMarcus, figuring out what their placement. Uh, but that's going to be a really critical stretch for me. So even if, if we can work our way closer to 500 by that point, I think that's got to be the turning point of this year. Um, if they can't turn it around at that point, then yeah, buckle up because all is lost. But practice is important. Believe it or not, uh, Allen Iverson, practice is important. <laughs> yeah, the Spurs definitely need some help, but I like the direction that they're moving in. At least right now, they're not just laying down and showing their bellies. They're, <laughs> they're actually putting forth a better effort. So hopefully in these next couple games, they can put forth a better effort and get some wins, you know, against some teams that they have a really good shot at beating. You know, I thought they gave themselves a good opportunity uh, to be right there with the Lakers, like I said, all the way up until I think it was like the two or three minute mark of the third quarter where they really started putting some separation there between them and the Spurs. And of course, in the fourth quarter, they pulled away and they did what they were supposed to do. But that had more to do, I think, with the Lakers and really uh, how they intensified their defense down that down the stretch in that fourth quarter. And it kind of, you know, had the Spurs going through some droughts at times where they couldn't get any shots off. And, and you know, credit to the, the Lakers defense. They have one of the better defenses in the league right now. And it sure enough showed in the fourth quarter. So they really uh, put it on the Spurs from that standpoint. Uh, but in closing here, Wesley, anything you'd like to add or say before we go ahead and end the show? Yeah, I just, you know, again, you guys are on target. I, I really feel like this is a, uh, a learning season. It's going to be hard for fans not to be frustrated because they look at this lineup and they say, well, this is the same team as last year. And they made the playoffs and they stretched the Denver Nuggets to seven games. But again, we have to, to not forget that the NBA has changed a whole bunch this year. Um, teams are, have really loaded up to become a lot more even. There's less of the, you know, you know, three, uh, four teams out there that are going to beat you and everybody else is not capable. Right now, there's just a lot of really good teams in the NBA. And, the Spurs right now are kind of in a, in a mode where they don't know what they want to be just yet and, and how to be that. And I agree with you, Joe. They, they made some good positive strides in these past two games, especially to, uh, to talk things through. And, and as you know, uh, Jonah said, too, with the communication, I really feel like that's very true. You know, just a lot better effort overall. And if they, as long as they keep hustling, good things will come of, the, of, of their play and um, you know, they're, they may have a ceiling and we'll see, but, uh, ultimately, uh, let's not give up on them just yet as, as fans. And, uh, let's give pop the benefit of the doubt. The man deserves our, uh, he deserves our loyalty that he does, you know, without coach pop and his, uh, his culture that he instilled here, the Spurs culture, uh, I don't think this team would have won those five championships. Uh, you know, kudos to pop for everything he's done for the organization, but you know, right now this, uh, this team is a little bit of flux, you know, but that's to be expected when we lose some talent as we did with the deuce moving away, you know, and requesting that trade. We were just not prepared and we had uh, to do the best we could given the situation. So, you know, the best, I guess, trade that the Spurs were offered was DeMar DeRozan and Yaka Portal. And of course, that other pick that they uh, that they offered the Spurs as well. So it's going to be one of these times where. We're going to have to maybe put up with this for another season or two before these younger players start really coming into their own. But the Spurs are going to be in good hands when that trans transition does occur between Coach Pop and the next head coach. I believe that this team will start 
coming alive and, and they're going to be right where they need to be. They're still going to need some work, yes, but some of these younger players that everybody wants to see so bad, I think are really going to start to shine. And so all those draft picks that we're seeing right now playing heavy minutes in the G League, they are coming. And Jonas, you saw them and they look pretty good. Did, did they not? Joe, they look really good. Um, but the reason why I'm even more hesitant to bring them up than most people out there is because we still see the same issue in Austin that we see in San Antonio, and that's defense. Uh, they, they can't really play it. They really don't. But they're putting up a lot of points. Uh, I think that they're starting to turn a little bit of a corner in Austin. Uh, a couple a couple games uh, where they had 20-point leads, 30-point leads at one point, kind of the way the Spurs handled the Knicks the other night. And, and I was hoping that was going to be a real turning point, point here for San Antonio. But um, the guys up there are still trying to figure out how it works on the defensive end. They have no problem scoring the basketball, just like we don't. So uh, as far as that potential, that's great. But if we're looking at at least three, maybe four, especially uh, with, with Chemezi's two-way contract, uh, real key contributors, potentially starters, I'd like to see them solidify their defensive effort there and start to bring it here uh, before we start rushing them in down here. And then they can kind of get into a funk against better talent where they can't, they're, they're, they have an inability to score against superior players, uh, veterans in the NBA, because right now, again, they're just playing G League. And they also can't get it together on the defensive end. And then that just becomes super frustrating. Yeah. Um, add in the fact that you're playing in front of a fan base that is used to hanging banners. And we're starting to get to that point where we haven't hung one in five years, guys, and I don't know when the next one's coming. So the more pressure that that kind of comes onto them, uh, you factor in we're probably going to have a new head coach by the time they start to really contribute at the NBA level. They're going to walk into a whole lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And I'd rather, I'd rather have them a bit more mature and a little bit more confident in themselves yeah, because we, we're, uh, what we're doing we is we're that. talking yeah. about the, the next generation of Spurs, and that's going to be Lucas Simonich, Keldon Johnson, Quindary Weatherspoon, you know, and arguably you might even still have Lonnie Walker uh, with the team at that juncture as well. And we really don't, again, we really don't and, know what you can And your Metu, yeah. Eubanks, yeah. DeJounte Drew Murray, Eubanks, Derek man, White. Don't I mean, yeah. even get me started on Drew Eubanks, dude. That dude is, he looks absolutely terrible. He looks horrible, mm. Jonas. Maybe at the NBA level, guys, he might be one of those those guys stuck in, in the middle where they're too really too good to be playing at the G League level, but they're not quite good enough for the NBA. But as the NBA transitions the way it is, we're not going to need him to do a whole, whole lot um, when you look at the scoring potential that we have. And you, add, you look at the fact that you're going to have about a uh, seven-deep roster of d- potentially DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Bryn Forbes, Luka Shamanich, Kelvin Johnson, Lonnie Walker, Chimezi Metu, um, Quindary Weatherspoon. So that's eight guys I just named that will be able to score the basketball. And then you really just kind of have to have Drew Eubanks to clean up the glass. And so yeah. whether if he can just do that and you give him one single task and that's clean the glass and 
you don't even have to worry about defense because the NBA is going to start scoring 200 points here soon. <laughs> then, that, then you're okay. And you're Bring okay Alex now. English back from the old school Nuggets. I'm telling you. What is Do that one guy? That one guy that Chris Duell's always big on. He's over there uh, playing in China now. Remember Jimmer John? Fredette. Jameer Fredette. There you go. Bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. BYU. Try BYU. Go cool. We can, we, can, we can talk, guys, about the future all that we want. You know, and that's kind of what the thing that happens when you have a season like this. You focus. You, it's like eliminating yourself from the playoffs already and talking about next year, right? Because that's kind of where what the feeling is. But – there's a lot of games to be played yet right now. The Spurs have been in every single one of them. Uh, of the 18 games played so far, this guy's, only four of them have been decided by 10 points or more. Yeah. Or, or I'm sorry, more than 10 points. So some of them, so uh, 11 points or more. We're right in the, the thick of all of it. You know, you figure how many times you have to follow at the end of the game. Um, just to give yourself a chance and the free throws that the other team makes that that, that brings that total up, uh, you know, the difference up to 10. Uh, this is a damn good team. And if they can figure out how to play defense and if we can shoot the three ball a little bit more regularly. Oh, no, no. I think it's almost finished. We saw have a shot all right there you go so oh, oh look at ted Rowe from uh youtube's watching us and he said coach pop is definitely refining his lineup i have to agree with you he is defining that lineup and as we saw they looked a lot better defensively tonight uh they competed uh both from the defensive on and the offensive standpoint they just didn't have enough firepower to keep up with the Lakers in that last quarter uh, where the Lakers de turned up their defensive intensity. But you liked a lot of the things that you saw out of tonight's game. And I think we I speak for all of us when we say hopefully this team goes and, and builds upon that and, and gets better every single game from this point on. That way they can go ahead and start uh, stringing together some wins here. Uh, Doris says, hey, Josie, you just got home from Austin Spurs game. Our rookies there are balling, Keldon, Luca, and Quindary. Telling you, mm -hmm. man, Austin Spurs, you all need to go out there and support that team because they need your support. Not only that, it's it's good to see the the up and comers. You know, you get to see them in action. You're only going to see good highlights. And it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. Don't just and settle for the great, highlights. Great seats. Exactly. Seat. Exactly. It's worth the trek over to Austin. So I think Jonas is going to be making the trek over there uh, more frequently. So. I think I'll be going along with you maybe once or twice to go check that out. Maybe we can get uh, Wesley to come along with us. And afterwards, we I'm can down. hit up 6th Street. We can hit I'm up 6th Street. <laughs> oh, guys. No, no. I live in Austin. 6th Street is overrated. If anything, you go to Rainy Street. That's where All it's right. At. Well, you show us the way. Maybe we can get a couple shots down Wesley. I'm, if he dies, he dies. I got you. <laughs> as long as you carry me home, it's all good. Hey, that, that's why they got and Uber. We're not buddy. drinking. We're not drinking Jaeger though. We're not oh drinking no, Jaeger. Wesley! On. If you buy me a shot of a Jaeger, bro, we ain't friends no more, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand oh, that stuff, enough. dude. Even just smelling a shot of Jaeger, I'm just like. <laughs> 
It smells like oh. cough syrup, man. I just no, man. I can't do that. I'd rather do a shot of whiskey, man. Give me some Rebecca Creek, yeah. you know, yeah, there you go. something Tied good. This all together. You know, Jaeger is the Jaeger is the key ingredient in ass. <laughs> in the drink ass, it's the key ingredient. Oh my god! If, if, if y'all don't know what we're talking about, you got to go back to previous previous takeovers. You got to watch because you're gonna get everything explained. I'm telling you. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah, man. we already talked, Teddy. We Ted Rowe. We already talked about uh, Marco Beninelli not playing, and that was the the stat of the night for me. I love seeing Marco yep. riding the pine pony there on the bench. The highlight of the game. Highlight of the game for me. I was clapping. I was jumping up and down and smiling. You know, it looked like that Cheshire cat from uh, was it uh, Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> that big old grin. It was like, beautiful. Yep, it was beautiful. Yeah. I almost cried. I almost shed a tear. Marco Benelli hey, on was, the bench. It was Marco's most. It was Marco's most efficient game of the year. It was his most Just productive saying. game. He did a lot on that bench. <laughs> it was the most productive game. Just sit there and wave that towel, brother. <laughs> he could he could twirl it a little harder, guys. Let's be honest. Get that Gatorade yeah. ready, man. Come on now, you know. Get the Gatorade <laughs> bottle ready, dude. Warm up somebody's seat. You got so, you got work to do. <laughs> so looking at the wolves, guys, the Timberwolves. Uh, do we stand a chance? I think we, I like our chances against the Wolves, but again, the Spurs are going to have to really buckle down from a defensive standpoint and put forth an effort, much like they did tonight. And, and actually start connecting on some of their shots in that fourth quarter. I think that's been the Achilles heel for the team in the fourth quarter is their inability to stay consistent and be able to close out teams. I think they've had an issue not only at home but also on the road of finding ways to close out teams, especially if they have the lead. They let teams come all the way back, as we've seen with the New York Knicks. You know, They went on them. They went up on them by like 27 points, something like that almost 30-something points, yeah. and they let them come all the way back uh, to get within seven. And then the Spurs finally, you know, they were able to get the win on the road over in Madison, Madison mm. Square Garden. But, again, they, they cannot close out teams. They're just having an issue with that. And turnovers, yes, Ted uh, Rowe, he says the turnovers. That's true, too. Uh, but I think it comes from a lack of the Spurs having a true closer out there on the floor, uh, somebody who can close games. Because the closer that we used to have, the deuce, he's now over there with the Clippers, and he's looking pretty damn good playing alongside Paul George. You know, I yep. hate to see that. He's but still closing it. He's, he's still, still closing, closing it out. I'm telling you. And he's still clutch. You know, it's a shame. He still wants. He was with the Spurs. If he was, if he was with the Spurs, we would be talking about this team in a very different light. But it just goes to show you what a difference having a legitimate closer and a and a really good NBA All Star, a bona fide star on your team. How it changes the complexion of that team, you know. So, mm -hmm. and if I had a million dollars, guys, I wouldn't have student debt. So true, true enough. <laughs> if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. I'd be, I'd be long gone. <laughs> I wouldn't even uh, tell the wife. I I'm gonna say, come to on. Yeah, I wouldn't even tell bucks. the wife I want a million dollars. I think I just, I just leave, bro. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, would, uh, I would leave. I would go and buy a piece of land, and I would make sure that everybody had their little tiny home. I have my home. My wife has her home go. over there. I like to see you during the day, but at night, I want my privacy. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Hey, just to answer your question, Jonas, uh, they stand a chance against the Wolves. It depends. The, the Wolves, I don't – it doesn't 
I think they do well against Towns. I think they do well against Wiggins. It's their role players. And what scares me about the team uh, in general with the Wolves is they're so long and athletic. And we know that's where, where the Spurs tend to really struggle. Yeah, there's going to um, be a lot so, of mismatches there, especially in the paint. A lot. Yeah, a lot. And that that's where they're going to have to just buckle down. Uh, they're going to have to block out. They're going to have to be, be in scramble mode to get those loose balls. Oh, but come on. You yeah. know they can't block out Wesley. They couldn't even block out Danny Green. Come on now. <laughs> hey, but there's hope. Marco's on the bench. There's hope. If, as long as he stays on out. the bench, dude. If, as long as he stays on the bench, we'll be good. As long as they put him in the, <laughs> when they put him in the game, I'm like, well, Pops throwing in the towel. You know, like that yep. meme goes, you know, from Rocky. Throw the damn towel. That's what happens when you throw in Marco Beninelli, man. You're throwing the towel in. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we yep. got to go ahead and shut this down for tonight. So before we do, Wesley, where can they reach you on social media, sir? At Wesley Perk on Twitter. Uh, been, you know, now that I'm on Thanksgiving break from my teaching duties, I've been uh, doing a whole bunch of talking about football and basketball stuff and going on. At, you know, I love me some college basketball, especially my Red Raiders, who are looking very athletic due to their uh, fantastic freshmen. Uh, but, uh, Lots of good things going on. Lots of lots of fun times. Even though maybe the sports teams that that I they want to cheer for are not doing it all, all so hot. But uh, nonetheless, uh, look me up and uh, love to talk about some different sports things with you. Yeah, definitely hit up Wesley and Jonas. Where can they reach you on social media and interact with you? Well, uh, at Jark Clonus on Twitter. Uh, Really talk about, I mean, hit me up for Spurs. I, I, I'm i a big fan of the Austin Spurs, too, especially with our young guys up there. So I've been trying to catch as many games as I can, um, whether it be in person or on the G League or they're, they're streaming on Twitch now um, as well. So just trying to keep a real eye on those. Uh, of, of course, you guys already outed me to everybody. If they didn't know, I'm a Browns fan, die hard. Um, I still stand with Miles Garrett. I don't think what he did was right. But uh, especially with with what potentially got said, but the NFL doesn't have microphones for apparently. Um, I'm behind my guy. Uh, so if you want if you want to dig into it, holler at me at me on Twitter. Um, break that all down, and uh, I still of course believe in the Commanders and and screw the XFL. So uh, if you want to <laughs> talk about any talk about any of that jazz or. Um, I don't know. I watch a shit ton of TV shows too. Holler at me at Jark Clonus on Twitter. There you go. And you can also hit me up, Joe Garcia. I'm also, you know, with the Two Shots podcast. I'm the host of that little podcast. So you can go ahead and hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Yes, we do have a YouTube channel. Make sure you go and check us out and subscribe to not only that, but, you know, take a look at the other past episodes of the Spurs Takeover. And uh, you can reach me at Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out, T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S Podcast. And also make sure you go ahead and check out our friends over at Project Spurs and look at all the great San Antonio Spurs content that they're putting out, and especially our friend Steven Anderson, who probably did a recap of tonight's game, so make sure you check that out. And also, if you're, 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 you're somebody who's really into stats, make sure you check out and follow Paul Garcia of Project Spurs. He's a really good guy to follow. He gives you a lot of good stat information uh, especially during games and also check out this project spurs network so for wesley perkins and jonas clark i'm joe garcia thank you all for watching another episode of the spurs takeover and like we always say spread the love stop the hate be kind we're out peace <laughs>